it's about to go down in a minute let me touch down i'ma get it cause i i i been waiting all night it's game time it's game time on espn central texas here's tom barfield ward whites and gary ross and good morning. Welcome. Welcome into a Wednesday morning hump day edition of the program. Tom and Ward and Garrett likes to uh, nice to have you with us as uh, you begin a brand new day this morning. Let's uh, go around the horn and check in. Ward, how are we? Outstanding. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. I like it. Uh, you know what tomorrow is, don't you, right? That's Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, yeah. That's not Star Wars Day. Are you a big Star Wars guy? Yes. Are you a big Star Wars guy? Mm, yeah, I like it. Can I tell you something that you're you're probably going to be offended by? You've never seen it. I've never seen it. Got to watch it. I look. I held out for years. I thought it was just TBS you know, has it on all yeah. day today. It really is just amazing. on a loop, just looping it around. I think they're showing them all. They should. Yeah. You got to try it. You know all that. Once. You know all that C three PO stuff, and don't know anything about it. You know that about it. I've heard that. Yeah. But I don't know if that's, you know, is that like a robot or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. robot. Huh. All right. You know, Chewie used to live in Granbury. Did he really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, now Chewie's across the street. Not that Chewie. It's a fine Mexican restaurant. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You're, you're all in on the Cinco de Mayo. You, you spun this Cinco de Mayo uh, three ways. Some guy just texted me and said, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it. You've got to try None it. of them. Got to try it at least once. There's got... No, never mind. I don't even want to get it. My movie-watching habits are kind of based on... There has to be some realism. You know, the potential. It has to be somewhat realistic. And there's nothing realistic about Star Wars. You don't know. Not in this dimension. Oh, not in this dimension. Okay. Prove <laughs> me wrong. Uh... You never know, I guess. Oh, mercy. All right. Uh, Here's what I want to know then. I mean, we weren't going there, but we are now. CNC Collision Center text line, yay or nay on Star Wars? Yay or nay on Star Wars? I think it's going to be overwhelming yay. Overwhelming yay, yes. Do you think, am I the only one on the planet that hasn't seen it? No, you're not. I held out for a long time. And it is. I did too. I I didn't see any of them until recently. I, COVID. I started watching them. I got. I was. I, really? My friend recommended it, and I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And then with the Disney put out all those Mandalorian and stuff, we just got sucked in. What did you binge watch during during COVID? Did you binge watch anything? Um. Yeah, I, I did. I, I I watched my favorite show, which is. Well, it's my second favorite show. My favorite show is Andy Griffith, and I watch it every, oh, that's a good one. every day. That's a good one. Two and a Half Men. Really? I used to watch that a lot. Look, I've look. got I've got them all the whole the whole series on DVD, and yeah. I I went back and revisited that. It's a great series. We watched. We got into the until Sopranos. Charlie left. Yeah, we watched the Sopranos a lot. Never seen that. It one. is phenomenal. But that and the wire. You know, we, recommend it. I've been. You know, we binge watch start to finish. What? The Office. Yes, that's I've, another one. And when the Office was on, I was not. I was like, that's the dumbest show. Never seen it. It's 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 so well yeah. written. It's unbelievable. It's good. 
it is so well written. It's unbelievable. And we during during COVID, when you're just hunkered down, we binge watch The Office. Now I'm gonna tell you what I just got through binge watching for about the third time was uh, West Wing, another unbelievably well written show. I've watched that start to finish too. Uh, I don't know if I, I probably did it before COVID, but yeah, that's that's a good one. There's seven seasons, mm-hmm. but there but there's almost like twenty, twenty one, twenty two episodes yeah. in each. It's a lot of, but yeah, we I just finished a couple nights ago. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't mind revisiting <clears throat> that one. It's it's, and you know what? When, when you watch it, and I've I probably watched it start to finish three or four times. You pick up on something kind of new, kind of mm-hmm. different, a kind of different angle. It, it is really, right. really well, well written, and that's what I like. I, I like shows that are so well written. Uh, I'm a big Law and Order fan. Try Bosch. Think, yeah. Okay. All right. Star Wars is great. If you want to upset some folks, it's not uh, Cinco de Mayo, but Revenge of the Fifth. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. I get it. That's funny. Uh, all right. That's from the 903. You Again, you can join us on our CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660. That's so much. That's that's what I love about the program. Look, we had no – it's nowhere on the on our little <laughs> format sheet did it say, hey, let's talk about uh, Star Wars. And, and let's certainly get into all the, the binge-watching programs. But there you go. But I, I will tell you this, and, and yesterday, Ward, I went home late in the afternoon, and I don't know where I found it, but I found Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's good. It's an unbelievable show. And I'll say this about those shows. They didn't have to use foul language or all that other stuff to entertain you because Ward's right. It just does. Now I'm gonna tell you this, Ward. You may disagree with me, but the I, the Andy Griffith show. I, I got lost on the Andy Griffith show when they went to color. No, I it agree. has to be the black and white. No, it, when Barney left, it it took a it took a turn, and he wasn't there a long time. It just seems like he was there a long time. Mm-hmm. But and when you stop and think about that show, when they were putting that thing together. Uh, Andy was going to be the funny guy and Barney was going to be the straight guy. But when they got on the scene and started working together, they flipped the roles. Barney became the, you know, the kind of the lovable goofball and Andy became the. Not a better show on TV. Oh, no. And again, well-written, great show. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Uh, (laughs) Who would you be uh, in the, uh, in the office show? I don't know. Jim, maybe I think. I, I got to roll with Dwight, man. Nah, he's funny. He's funny. The one where he's trying to ride that bicycle across the, from building to building. That is, you know, and he's and he's trying to get Pam to mm-hmm. sit on the back, and he got he's got it all taped up. Can't top fire safety. Oh my goodness. All right, seven oh seven. I don't know where we're going. I I, I really don't have a clue. Uh. <laughs> I will tell you that Bader defeated uh, Tarleton last night, eight to two, and the uh, Bears are now going to take a uh, break uh, for finals. They're twenty three and twenty two overall. They get two conference series remaining. They'll resume play on May the thirteenth, 
uh, a Friday night in Manhattan, Kansas, the Little Apple, when they take on Kansas State. Uh, so they get that series, and then they get a series at home against Oklahoma State to uh, to wrap up the regular season. And uh, again, uh, if you know, I, if I think I'm correct in saying because for the longest it was correct, and I need to double check this, but Baylor is the only program that has never missed the Big 12 baseball tournament. Has never missed the Big 12 baseball tournament. Baylor is the only school that has been there every year. Uh, but that's in jeopardy. I mean, Kansas, Kansas State, and Baylor are, are in that bottom three, you know, in, in one of the programs, and it's just one, but one of the programs will not be in in uh, in Oklahoma. I start to say Oklahoma City. It's in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but they are they're 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 in a little jeopardy right now. I mean, you know, they again they got six games, conference games left. Three on the road at Kansas State, and then three at home against Oklahoma State. So realistically, how many games do they have to win to be in? I don't know because they're so bunched up. It, it, again, so much is going to depend on what Kansas does. And you're going head-to-head against Kansas State. Now, you're ahead of both of them, I think, by a game, maybe two. Uh, I'll, I'll look at the, the uh, conference standings here in just a second. But uh, those three teams uh, at the at the bottom of the, of the standings, I think Baylor has five conference wins. And then Kansas State and Kansas, maybe four and three, respectively. Kansas State has two, two of their four wins came against Texas at home. So they will play better, obviously, at home in Manhattan, and that's where Baylor will go on the 13th. I'm just wondering if, you know, maybe getting away for an extended period of time, just kind of clearing your head and getting ready, will that help them? I don't know. I know baseball players typically like to play baseball. I mean, you know, that's that's just what they do. They'd much rather play than practice, and that's just kind of the deal. So we'll we'll see. But uh, Kansas has Kansas State coming up this weekend. Uh, they have Omaha today, then Kansas State this weekend for a three-game set. Then they have TCU at home for a three-game set, play a non-con with Missouri, and then they're in Austin to finish the Big, Big hmm. 12. So they have, an, they have an additional series. Uh, yeah, because Baylor and TCU played before that, that's everybody right. else that's started. That's exactly right. Yeah. They were the first ones right out of the box. That's exactly right. But that I think that that – They've got TCU and Texas to finish it off. Mm-hmm. That works in Baylor's favor, I would think. Yeah, and, and it, particularly if Kansas State uh, takes care of their business with Kansas this weekend, and that's this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, looking at the conference standings, where you haven't pulled up over there, I do not, but I can get them. Real yeah, quick. I, I, yeah, I think it's. And again, you go by winning percentage, and and right now, I think Baylor is in. Uh, seventh place in the league or sixth place in the league. Uh, I think seventh. Uh, yeah, they're in seventh. So it's uh, Oklahoma State, TCU, Tech, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Texas, Baylor, K State. So Kansas. Baylor has what five conference wins? Yeah, they're five and thirteen. And then Kansas State, K State's four and eleven. Kansas is three and twelve. Yeah, see, so they're bunched up right there. They're all bunched up right there. Uh, and again, the top eight. Eight of the nine teams go to the uh, Big 12 tournament. Only one team is is eliminated in regular season play. So we'll see. Uh, and again, they'll resume play against Kansas State in uh, in Manhattan on the.
the 13th of May. It's uh, 11 minutes after 7. Let's let's see. What do we got here? Okay. Uh, Star Wars fans, they need to watch. What is this? Firely? Is that a show? I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't either. Oh, Firefly. I'm sorry. Firefly. Firefly. Hmm. What is that? I've never seen that. I have to check it out. Have, I'm not sure. I, am I missing a great show? I don't know. Never heard of it. You never heard of it either, huh? And Garrett, I've you never know? heard of. It. I'm looking it up. Okay, I'm just making sure we're, because we're we're old war that. <laughs> that yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what fire? Uh, give me give me a little heads up on Firefly, Garrett. It says that it's set 500 years in the future after a universal civil war, which. You know, hey, okay, you can stop. You can stop. Crew of small troops, yada yada. Yeah, you can stop. Yeah, not non-realistic. Not watching it. Ain't happening. I don't know, man. Elon's in Mars. We got wars a brew. Elon, Elon Musk. I thought Elon was a was a supermodel. Nah. Okay. All right. Seven thirteen. War <laughs> shaking his head over there. Well, you guys were talking about Chewies across the street and. No, that would be you. (laughs) It's 7.13. 13 minutes after 7. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple and let them help you and your business succeed. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy today with a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Highs top out at 90 degrees. We'll keep that slight chance of showers and storms in tonight. Otherwise, mostly cloudy. We drop to 71. And showers and thunderstorms are likely tomorrow. Some of these may be strong to severe, especially in the afternoon. Look for a high of 83. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Big 12 Softball this weekend on 101.3 FM. It's the split series between Baylor and Texas to close the regular season. Friday at 6.30 from Waco, Saturday at 2 from Austin, then Sunday at 1 from Austin. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. You'll put a smile on her face with a Mother's Day gift from Opelousa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond. They've got unique gifts for mom, including a large selection of rustic furniture for the bedroom, living room, and dining rooms, gold and silver jewelry, home decor items, cowskin rugs, and metal signs for inside and outside the home. Ask about their financing options. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post in Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. 
Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, May 7th and Sunday, May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show. You'll find ammo, prepper survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, May 7th from 9 to 5 and May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. Calmet Aerospace in Waco is holding their weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Calmet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles, as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash wacocareers or wacohr at howmet.com. Game Time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson. Good feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. And Landscape Supply in Spiegelville. Mow with the best. Gravely. Seven seventeen. <laughs> I don't even know where to go now. I'm thinking about Star Wars and Chewies. I mean, we, we've been all over the map. 717, welcome back into the program. This is game time here for a Wednesday morning with Tom and Ward and Garrett. We're glad you're with us. All right, you know, the other day, and I think it may have been Monday. They're all kind of running together. But we were, weren't we discussing Monday the elimination or the 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 starting over if you will, in college athletics and the elimination possibly of the NCAA? Yeah, the fall, the, yeah. the great fall. And, and blowing that thing up and starting all over with a new governing body. Listen to this. With the collegiate landscape in the midst of sweeping changes and uncertainties, Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith yesterday proposed that the 10 FBS conferences – operate under the umbrella of the college football playoff with their own rule structure, rules and structure while the NCAA continues to host championships for basketball and other Olympic sports. I, honestly. Is, is this the beginning? Yeah. It's been the beginning. I mean, that, that, that goes with the Big Ten and the SEC and all the money they're about to have. Yeah, this is the beginning of the fall. Now I think he, Mark Emmert's seen this. Now, he went on to say... Hey, quote, just throwing ideas out, end quote, in a brief interview with ESPN and the Big Ten, at the Big Ten spring meetings. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He, he, 
you don't just casually toss that out there. He was floating that out there to see if it, if it, you know, gained some momentum. You you don't just go, hey, you know what? I was thinking the other day while shaving. Uh, you know, he, these guys are too smart. He he didn't just say that. He put that out there and with with a little caveat saying, you know, I'm just thinking about it, just talking about it. But I, I feel like that he may be beating that drum. There's probably multiple negotiations behind the scenes between people in the Big Ten and people in the SEC to push this. In a similar way, there was work behind the scene between uh, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, and Oklahoma and Texas. They put a deal together and then said, proposed, or just told the Big 12 we were leaving. The same thing is happening. The writing's on the wall. The Big Ten and the SEC are taking over. He went on to say you can create your own rules, create your own structure, have your own enforcement, and have your own requirement, whatever that might be. <laughs> Don't tell me he hadn't given it some serious thought. I'm pretty sure they have a game plan. So do you see a day sooner than later that college football is, and maybe not all of college football, as he pointed out, just the 10 FBS conferences and not the FCS, but the FBS conferences are governed by the college football playoff. And NCAA, what, look, the championship is now, isn't it? Wouldn't you say, isn't that a fair statement, whether the NCAA wants to admit it or not? The CFP kind of dictates what goes on in that playoff, and, and certainly not the NCAA. NCAA doesn't have anything to do with it. It's CFP and ESPN. So mm-hmm. it's so here it comes, right? I mean, could could you see sooner than later? Could you see before the television contract expires in a couple of years? Is it, would it be that fast? I don't know. I, I I think it gets through the television contract because there's there's so much money involved in that. I mean, I think that that has a lot to do with no expansion of college football playoffs more than anything else. They just they're gun shy of saying, okay, we're going to expand it. And then they don't know what they're going to do television-wise. Yep. Again, I've said this from the very beginning, and and I said this 100 years ago. When you look at the the structure of the basketball tournament and how the basketball tournament is structured, take that and structure it somewhat like in football, obviously not with the same amount of teams, but when you structure it similar to that, there would not be enough space on the check for all the zeros. All of the television networks would be clamoring to get to get that piece of the pie. Could you give it to one network and say it's yours, ESPN, or would you say CBS? Here's you're going to get a piece, NBC. You're going to get a piece. Uh, let's stream a few of these games. I mean, there's it's endless possibilities of generating revenue with with an expanded playoff. I mean it is. I mean I mean why can't you go to 32 teams like Division 3 and Division 2 are? There's with not 20, 27 ready. 27 automatic bids. Again, Garrett, you're you're looking at things from a competitive situation. Stop. Not all those teams are ready either. 
but they get an opportunity. It, it's not about that. It not all the NCAA basketball teams are ready well, that's either. That's a fact. I mean, you know, you, you, when a six, you know, how many 16s have beaten a one? One. It's about the money. It's about it's about the money, and it's so you say. I would love. A, I would love to see a thirty-two team playoff. But in order to get there, you got to get past four. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it needs at least to be 16. I, I do, too. I've, I've screamed 16 because 16 right now would get every conference champion and then several at large. So nobody with a realistic, you know, you're talking about ready, mm-hmm. nobody with a realistic opportunity would get left out in a 16-team format. You still could leave somebody out in a 12-team format. 16, you're not going to leave anybody out. But, again, it's not about it, – it's about the revenue opportunity – and it's about you know it's it's about it's it's a made for TV product. It really, really is. I mean, I, I, do you care that that team is is eight and four and they're playing a? You're going to watch. Well, certainly you are. You're going to watch. I mean, if you and if your argument is, what do we do at the bowl games? You make the bowl games playoff games, and they're relevant, and, and they'll sell tickets that way. And there's still several other teams that can go play in those bowl games that are not involved in the playoff. If we're at 16, there's a ton more teams that are 6-6 six and six and 7-5 and five that can go play in Shreveport, Louisiana. I don't care. Go play in, you know, go play in the tidy bowl, whatever the case may be. But the 16 are going to be in our playoff. But they got to get there. But, again, I'll go back and ask, are we going to have a change in leadership before we get to? No. So who negotiates that TV deal? Who negotiates? I don't know. It, it, you know, there's a it, lot more questions than answers. I would say, if the SEC, or the Big Ten are the ones that are wanting to, to do this, then probably Kevin Warren and Greg Sankey. You take your two commissioners and let them figure it out. But they're talking about ten conferences. He's talking about ten conferences. This is a little bit bigger deal than. Than, than a super conference, and I get what you're saying, but if you if you his well, then I guess you would have to get the the ads from every conference on board and draw up a a plan. When if you're going to do that, then I think you're going to do this college football playoff governing body. I, I don't know. That's what I, I'm saying. I, yeah. I just found I I read that and I said, you know what, that is incredibly interesting because we just had this conversation Monday, and. Obviously, there's a lot. There's a lot of conversation going on with this because if this is the public statement from Gene Smith, the how how many private conversations <laughs> are going bunch. on? By you know what I mean? How many how many how many roadmaps have been drawn up by ads? You know that's what they just determined was safe enough yeah, to leak out. Yeah, this is just <laughs> let's just slide this out there, and, and you, you you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why I say when he says, "Hey, uh, you know, just just kicking tires." No, you're not just kicking tires. That was a strategic plan. So anyway, uh, what would you think? CNC Collegiate Center text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Would you have an issue if the ten FBS conferences? Went on their merry way just in football now. Just in football. The NCAA is still your governing body for, for basketball and baseball and softball and tennis and, and golf and, and you know, in, in those sports. But just in football, would you have a problem with it? 
Love to hear from you on our CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. It is 727. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Bosqueville Bulldogs Baseball on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join us this Friday as the Bulldogs take on Ranger in a bi-district matchup. Our coverage of Bosqueville Bulldogs baseball begins with the warm-up show at 445, and we'll have the first pitch and all the play-by-play just after 5 o'clock. Bosqueville and Ranger in a bi-district matchup, and it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Good Feet Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it has me thinking. Don't you wish everyone spoke about you the way your mom does? That's Ronnie Weathorn, the Foundation Doctor. And right now, just like most of us, he's got one very special person on his mind. At the Foundation Doctor, that's exactly what we strive for. We're always honest with you and would never suggest work you don't need. If we say we can fix it, we will. And our warranties, well, they're the best in the business. We treat your home like it's our mom's in hopes that you will speak as highly about us as she does. If you think you need foundation repair, you're in good hands with the doctor. If you don't believe me, just ask my mom. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls. The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rangers have won three in a row after winning in Philadelphia last night 6-4. They finished that two-game series at 5:45 this afternoon. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Career win number 2,000 for manager Dusty Baker as the Astros beat Seattle 4-0. 
They go for the three-game series sweep this afternoon at 110. Baylor baseball has won three of their last five with an 8-2 win at home over Tarleton last night. The Bears are on the road at Kansas State this weekend. The MCC baseball team remains fourth in this week's national rankings. They start their final four-game series of the regular season at noon today at home against Grayson with a two-game lead on the second-place Vikings. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time on a Wednesday morning, 731. Tom and Ward and Gare, we're glad you're with us. And joined now by University Head Football Coach and Campus Coordinator, Ken Laster. Coach, good morning. Thanks for your time. We appreciate you being with us today. Hey, good morning. Glad to be with you guys. Uh, spring football uh, 2022. Talk a little bit about this spring as compared to last spring and, and some of the things that you're trying to get done this year. Well, if you look at our team in comparison to last spring, uh, it's it's completely different. I mean, we've got, um, you know, guys actually know know me and the coaching staff, and and they know each other. They've gone through off season. We we really we just came out of boot camp last uh, last week. We did a a, a week long boot camp where uh, you know we just really focused on communication and uh, being disciplined and doing those things. So. If you were to look at us last year compared to this year, our numbers are better. Our buy-in, our um, you know, our guys are uh, the, as far as our scheme, they have a lot better idea of what what we do on offense and defense. And uh, we got kids that played on Friday uh, that are that are with us now. I mean, last year we had very few guys that had any uh, game experience, so we didn't have a lot of returning lettermen that were playing uh that went through spring ball last year and now we have those guys we have a lot of them now actually so uh we're in a good place right now uh got you know we're steady cleaning things up but things are going in the right direction how much does that familiarity with the coaching staff help the kids understand the philosophies and just be able to go out and play and and do what they do best oh absolutely to me that's most of the the issues other than scheme that that we've got to get you know we've had to really work on you know if they know the expectations which they know our core values we talk about them all the time we go through them we give them scenarios we we try to instill them uh daily we've done that in the off season uh it makes them buying into when they get into adverse situations in the game they're able to handle those situations a lot better so yeah i mean now now we're we're really able to to focus on scheme rather than all of the things outside of football because you know these these young men and we all have things that have that happen and go on outside of the school and outside of football and what we what we'd like is for football to to teach them things to help them outside of of the game and and uh, not the other way around those adverse situations outside to affect them when they're playing a, a football game or at practice. As y'all head into next season, is there one area or one unit in particular that you're expecting to be significantly improved? Our secondary will be a lot better. Um, our linebackers, um, most of them all played last year. So that those two groups, I think you'll see a significant difference. Uh, and, you know, so you, you asked me one group, so I'm going to give you more than one. But <laughs> our running backs are, are – uh, both running backs are going to be – Tremendous uh, assets. Our our running back, they you know, uh, uh, Makai Sandoff, 
uh, he was one of the top rushers in the, in the area until he got hurt in, in uh, the second to last game. So uh, we, we're going to have two of them next year with him and Najee Drake. So we're, we're going to have, a, uh, you know, all those groups are going to be groups to look out for. Coach, I want to take you back just to what we were talking about a minute ago. It, it sounds like to me that that uh, the staff is building trust in the players and the players are building trust in the staff. How, how important is that as far as not not just winning and losing, but just the overall experience that the, the players have that trust and know that you know that the coaches care about them more than just as football players. Well, to, to be successful in any organization, you got to have trust. I mean, you've got to trust yourself. You got to trust the people around you. They've got to trust uh, that we do care about them. And those are some things. Fortunately, we've been able to really work on. Uh, in, in you know this spring, uh, we I took myself and uh, I had some dads help me take some kids down to Texas uh, and Texas State. We've gone to TCU uh, spring game. We've gone to Baylor spring game. We went to Texas A&M spring game. Um, we went and visited with some of my former players. Uh, one of a, a, a guy that I recruited all the way back in 1999. Uh, so uh, you know those kind of things we tried to establish a relationship outside of school and outside of football. And I think that helps with having trust when we're at, when we're coaching the game or, or playing a game or at practice. You know that it's extremely important for our guys to buy in uh, to, to each other and to the coaching staff. Coach, with the realignment of a bunch of new faces in your District 11 out of Region 3, how do you prepare for that? Or is that a good sight to see some fresh faces and, and be able to game plan for those? Or is it just you know, just like a normal year? You just go at it one week at a time? I think you, you know, you've got to go at it one week at a time because at any, at any time, anybody uh, is, is, can beat anybody. You know, it's, it's, we've got uh, you know, Leander Rouse, who had a tremendous year last year. You've got Belton, who's, who's doing well, and you've got Pflugerville High. And, um, obviously, you got the rest of them with Elgin and, and, and Connolly, and uh, we got a new school coming up. So every team's going to be battling, scratching, and, and clawing to try to, you know, beat each other each week. And, um, you know, obviously, we played in a really tough district last year, and um, now we're going into another tough district. So, um, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're, we've got our work cut out for us. And at the end of the day, it comes down to our preparation and, and what we do to help ourselves be successful. Coach, how many new faces did y'all have come out there? New faces as in uh, – Like new players, uh, new yeah. Starters. Yeah. Oh, uh, we've had quite a few in this, uh, this spring that come join us. Um, I would say right now, uh, if I had to guess, at least 20 – um, players that are new that weren't with us in the fall, um, and, and that list is growing by the day. So, uh, fortunately, our numbers are growing. Our numbers look a lot better. We'll be able to have uh, three teams. We'll have Next year we'll have a freshman, a JV, and a varsity, which that will be the first time in three seasons that, that, that that's happened. Very good, very good. Hey, Coach, your spring game, talk a little bit about it and uh, what you try to get accomplished with that spring game at the conclusion of your uh, your spring practices. Really, spring game is to, is to have fun and, and let's and split the team up. We'll do a draft on Monday of that week, and the coaching staff will split as well, and they'll we'll do it literally a draft. 
Uh, we're going to have it at Walcombs that Monday of the, of the, our spring game uh, at about 6 o'clock, and we'll just go in and um, we'll put a, put up a draft board. And, <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll you know, I'm thinking about doing a, a captain for each team to get them involved with it. Uh, but we'll do we'll do something like that, and uh, it'll be fun. It was fun last year, and we'll uh, we'll divide the team up. It'll be a good, really good game. Uh, the game will be at six o'clock at Waco ISD Stadium, and uh, we're looking we're looking forward to it. Coach, thanks. Uh, it sounds like things are, are on the right path and, and going well, and we uh, wish you continued success. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. Talk to you soon. That is Kent Laster, the uh, head football coach and campus coordinator over University. Ward, when you see that kind of growth, there's something internally happening that's a positive. I mean, when you get 20 kids out of the hall and back on the football field, that's that's significant. And especially if you're going to play 5A football, you, you've got to have the numbers. And, you know, that's one of the things that's, that's hampered university in the past. They just didn't have the numbers. And, you know, you get going through a season, going, heck, going through four quarters of a football game, it gets taxing on your football team. And so to have those numbers and start building eternally and have that opportunity, you know, things are moving in the right direction. You know, last year when we watched them, you'd say, man, that that first 11 pretty good. Uh, they just didn't have the bodies to sustain four quarters of football. It's crazy to think of a 5A program not yep. able to have a JV and a freshman team. That, that's I never even would have fathomed that, man. I think they had enough to do a JV, but they certainly, but that was with the freshman playing up with yeah. the J. And, and so, yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right. Numbers mean everything to to that program, and, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, every with, program, it, well, yeah. But when you're struggling to put a freshman team on the on the field, and and don't, and then you turn around and you see twenty more bodies show up and say, "Hey, I want to be a part of what whatever you guys are doing." That tells me something's something's right. Something is is very very much a positive over there, and you know, will it res, will you see the results in wins and losses? Probably not this year, and, you know, because it's a it's as you know it's a building block process. But man, you, you got to start. They got an opportunity. They've got they landed in a good district. They, they sure got an opportunity. Did. They absolutely sure did. They have an opportunity. And if those young kids get you know get out there and play and have fun and and see some success, then that thing will just continue to grow. And look, it wasn't that long ago that both of the the, the Waco programs, Waco High and University, uh, you didn't want to play them because they were good and they were playoff teams, and 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 they would get after you, and you know, uh, it, it, they were they were really really good programs, and you know, I don't know what happened, but it just it kind of got off off the rail, and and now they're putting them back on. I mean, I, I watch what. Uh, what they're doing over at Waco High, and go. This is the correct way. There's no question. I, you know, I talk to Coach Tusa all the time, and he loves what's going on over there. Uh, and then you listen to Coach Lasseter right there saying, "Our numbers are growing, and they're growing in leaps and bounds." That's that is nothing but a positive. Well, I like the idea that he's they're gathering the kids up and they're taking them out to these spring games. They're letting them see, you know, getting them involved in camps. Uh, those are the things you need to do, and you've got to build it from the youth up and, and make it fun. Show them that it's more than just going out here. and. Well, it, it's, it's, it's mentoring these kids in a non-coaching way. I mean, you know, they're not out there going, okay, line up right here, run right. It's, hey, let's take these kids and go have some fun. Let's go watch a football game. 
Let's get some dads involved. I, I love what they're what they're doing over there. I mean, I I don't know any. I mean, you, you, we talk about trust and building trust, and and you know the kids, you know the kids will buy in Ward if they believe that, that you know that there's more than just football at the end of the of the deal, and it's it sounds like there clearly is over there at University High School right now. Well, they've got to they've got to build a culture, and you hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the that's the number one thing that's that's the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all creatures of habit. Every one of us in this room is a creature of habit. Everybody that's that's listening is a creature of habit. That's what humans are. And so sometimes you just gotta you know get that cow out of the old rut and and make him go somewhere else in the pasture. And and so it's tough. It's very very tough to change the culture. And it's and it's you can only do it by laying one brick at a time. And it takes some time. And that's unfortunate that we live where we live right now in society because patience is is not something that we talk about or tolerate anymore. Yeah, and, and you know, and from a kid perspective nowadays, you want me to come out and work hard and do all these things, but show me that you care. Show me that you care about me. Show me that you care about, you know, what's going on in my world other than football. And I think that that's happening there, and I and I think it's pretty clear that it's happening there, and that's why you see, that's why you see the transformation that's taking place a little bit over there. And again, I don't know if it results in more W's or not, but I know this: as you pointed out, you have to build that culture, and then the winning will come. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think it's a it's pretty easy to get the kids to buy in if you go back and meet with his former players, and you can see how they're. Their time with him has benefited them now. So you can see the process actually come to fruition. That's definitely going to help as well. I, absolutely. And, and, again, you know, st- stop and think about those former players that want to be involved with their former coach. And, yeah, I, I think you're 1,000% correct. So uh, got to feel good about what's going on at, at, at both places right now. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, seven, and again, they'll have their spring games, and Waco High is going to play their game, their spring game, on their campus at the new Paul Tyson, uh, which will be fun. And then Wake uh, University is going to play at Waco ISD Stadium. I think it's the same night, and it's going to be at 6 p.m., so there you go. All right, uh, 745, we're 15 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas with uh, Tom and Ward and Garrett. We're glad you're with us. We're going to talk a little Ranger baseball and Astro baseball. We'll do that coming up in a couple of minutes. But right now, we are going to talk about Morrison's gifts. Look, you know what Sunday is, don't you guys? Sunday is Mother's Day, and uh, it's your chance to celebrate mom. And also coming up is graduation. I mean, we've already gotten four or five graduation cards in the mail. So, that, you know, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, Morrison's gifts has the perfect gift for that special person on your shopping list. You could choose a uh, personalized John Hart leather product or or a canvas tote, maybe luggage, uh, an accessory, whatever the case may be. Also, Consuela bags and purses are available, and they got a, you know the new spring line in. Uh, they also feature bath and body products, candles, plush animals, and the world's softest socks. You would think Mark would bring me a pair of the softest socks at some point so I can try them out for myself to me. 
Anyway, I can't decide. Let Morrison's customize a a special gift basket for you, and they can do that for you over there. Uh, and they also offer free gift wrapping and uh, shipping anywhere. Uh, may, maybe you live in Waco and mom lives in Bangor, Maine. Well, they'll, they'll get it to her, and they'll get it to her in a timely manner. Morrison's Gifts, they're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. They're right next to Jason's Deli. Check them out and tell them we sent you by. Recently on the John Moore Show. Bill Brock, the new women's basketball coach at MCC. I Again, I think that's a great hire. And how about this? I mean, he's so well thought of at Grace, and they named the court after him. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, that's and he's in their Hall of Fame. And now MCC and Grayson, when they play each other, mm-hmm. he'll be the visiting coach. Playing on his own court. Yes, <laughs> on a court with his name on it. John Moore's, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Howdy, y'all. It's Clayton with Clayton Construction. Springtime is in full swing and we are building away. If you're in the market for a new shop, barn dough, or home, reach out to us to see if we can help. We pride ourselves in serving our customers with honesty, integrity, and quality. You can find us on Facebook or the web at www.claytonconstructionus.com or 254-420-8485. Thank you and God bless. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing. Lender. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rangers have won three in a row after winning in Philadelphia last night 6-4. They finished that two-game series at 5.45 this afternoon. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Career win number 2,000 for manager Dusty Baker as the Astros beat Seattle 4-0. 
They go for the three-game series sweep this afternoon at 110. Baylor baseball has won three of their last five with an 8-2 win at home over Tarleton last night. The Bears are on the road at Kansas State this weekend. The MCC baseball team remains fourth in this week's national rankings. They start their final four-game series of the regular season at noon today at home against Grayson with a two-game lead on the second-place Vikings. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 751, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Oh, another big night for those fighting Texas Rangers. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, no score first inning. Suarez comes home, and Garver belts one. Deep left center field. This one is way back, and this one is history. A home run for Mitch Garver. A two-run shot is third of the year, RBI seven and eight. And the Rangers grab a 2-0 lead in the first inning. A lead that they just would not give up, Ward, and they went on to win their third straight. Winners of three in a row of those fighting Texas Rangers. You pretty jazzed about that? Sure. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, they're closing in on Oakland. They're just a half game back of Oakland in last place. Yeah, that's where you want to be. Yeah. Well, you can't get to first if you don't start somewhere. Oh. Uh, who's in first? L.A. Where'd they start? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, the uh, the Rangers they they win last night. I'm trying to I'm trying to look up their record. Uh, I meant to I meant to do that just a minute ago, but forgot to. But it's anyway. bad. That's what it is. Yeah. It, well, it, it is. But, you know, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. You keep saying that. And now they're they're charging right up the uh, right up the standings. You just watch. Hey, look. They're 9-14, and 14, five and they're, games back. They're, and that's what I was going to say. They're just five games out of first. That's not bad at this time of year. See, <laughs> that way no one takes you serious, and you can sneak up on them and, and, and pass them when it counts. Okay. Hey, I do want to get into this a, a serious note. I want to get I want to get your thoughts. Uh, Houston beat Seattle last night, four to nothing. Dusty Baker uh, wins his two thousandth game as a manager. I believe he is the eleventh manager to win two thousand games. The other ten are in the Hall of Fame. The other ten, however, have World Series championships. Is Dusty Baker a Hall of Fame manager in your opinion? Yes, absolutely. I think he's got to be. I mean, he might not have a championship, but he was able to kind of save grace, save face with the the Astros. Well, he, he brought him some credibility, and, and you're right. I mean, the way that that he's handled that club, whew, uh, they they, I I don't know where they'd be right now. I, I think Dusty Baker's done a fabulous job with the Astros, and and yeah, I th- I think Dusty Baker. Is a Hall of Fame manager, and the significance. I mean, let's let's don't overlook it. He is the first black manager to win two thousand baseball games. But for me, he's just a great manager. You know, uh, he drives me crazy chewing on that toothpick, <laughs> and I'm not real sure why he wears the sweatbands, but he does. But he finds a way to win ball games, uh, and he finds a way to 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 stabilize clubs. You're right, Garrett. I mean, that was that was a that was an Astro organization that was kind of spinning Yeah. after all that mess. 
I mean, it could have really got out of control, it, especially when you were going on the road in those hostile environments. For him to be able to make everybody keep their composure, and stuff, that speaks volume. That's why they went and got him. They didn't Absolutely. get him for long term. Make no mistake about it. They went in there as a stopgap and said, we need somebody that can handle this and they can put you know, a calming effect on this clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be so good, they went, well, we look what we you. just found. And look what we're going to keep. Absolutely. And he and again, he's done a great job. I mean, he has done a great job. And just stop and think about that. 2,000 wins. I mean. It's amazing. Well, again, there's 11 or 12 guys that have done it. Uh, I, you know, and most of them are in there. All of them are, but Bochy's in the Hall of Fame, and Bochy will be in the Hall of Fame. But, but you know, again, the, the one little question mark is all of those guys have got a World Series championship. Now, Dusty's taken teams to the World Series a couple of times. But they just haven't been able to get over the hump and win it. Well, uh, I mean, that's kind of like, in a sense, Dan Marino. I think you can get to the Super Bowl, but you don't win it, but you're still in the Hall of Fame. I agree with you. But if someone says, what would keep him out, that might be the one thing, is that he doesn't have the ring as nah, a manager. He, he's a he's sure got fire. to get in. He's a surefire Hall of Famer. First ballot. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Uh, but uh, it's... A pretty significant piece, I think, uh, when there's only a handful in the history of this game. Well, winning 2,000 games and being the first black manager to be able to do it, that that put him in the Hall of yeah. Fame. I mean, you could write his ticket right now. So There's nothing that keeps him out now. And, and look, we don't know how many he's going to finish with. I mean, he's well, not yeah, done. He's going <laughs> to win a bunch more. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, 7.56. We're four away from 8 o'clock. This is game time here. On ESPN Central Texas, John Morris has got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's Trevor Jack of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball with a win before going into a break for finals, plus men's tennis gearing up for the NCAAs. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball knocked off Tarleton last night at Baylor Ballpark, 8-2 the final score. The Bears now 23-22 on the season, and they go into a 10-day break for finals on the Baylor campus. Next up, they'll play in Manhattan against Kansas State, a series that begins May 13th. 
Baylor men's and women's tennis opening play this upcoming weekend in the NCAA tournament. For the Baylor men, they are the number three national seed this year after being the top seed going into the tournament a year ago. And they're hitting their stride at the right time of the year, says junior Adrian Boyton, the Big 12 Player of the Year. Overall, I feel like um, it was a really bumpy season from huh. last year. Like last 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 season, it was uh, more like a smooth ride yeah. where like we knew that everyone was really good and we knew that we had a chance to win the na- uh, national championship and we just knew we were one of the best teams. And this year we had like a younger group of guys and uh, uh, more transfers and like just just – the level of maturity wasn't that high being not having the, a lot of grad students in our lineup so there was a lot to the, there was a lot of room of improvement but i feel like uh our leadership being so well prepared and like knowing how to handle these situations we we got through a lot and there you know being on the road for like seven weeks and like me going to spain and then coming back and playing right away in arizona and arizona state and it was just a a packed season to just say and there was a lot of matches where like Michael said we didn't play our best but we just found our way to four points somehow we did and uh, even when we lost we we lost in a way that it was really tough for the opponent to beat us so I feel like even at the beginning we could have seen that we have a lot of potential in that but you know getting into NCAAs now and seeing where we're at and Adrian Boyton and Baylor men's tennis opening play in the NCAA tournament this Friday. They'll play Abilene Christian at 6 at the Herd Tennis Center in round one. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Baylor baseball all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Following some time off for finals, the Bears back in action Friday, May 13th, as they open a series in Manhattan against the Kansas State Wildcats. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. You probably know Progressive Insurance for insuring your home and auto. You may know Flo and Dr. Rick. But what you may not know is that Progressive helps employees support over 3,800 charitable organizations annually because we're committed to helping our employees, and our employees are committed to helping others. Anyway, we just wanted to share. We were a little too proud of it to keep it to ourselves. And if you already knew all of this about us, you've either heard this radio spot before or just randomly know a lot about Progressive. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates based on data from May 2020 through April 2021. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. (laughs) 
All right, a couple of minutes after 8 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas with Tom and Ward and Garrett. We're glad you're with us. And we are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. Josh, good morning. How are you? I'm well, gentlemen. How are you guys? Doing good. And before we talk sports, we, we got to know there is a knockdown drag out going on in this studio about Star Wars. Are you a yay Star Wars or a nay Star Wars guy? Is this because the Obi Wan trailer just dropped? Is this is this what everybody's talking about? It's May the May fourth. The fourth. May with fourth. you. Oh, that's right. Oh, so actually, I am a big Star Wars guy. Actually, I have the Obi Wan series trailer pulled up on my uh, my computer screen right now. I was actually just watching it before you guys. All right, goodbye, Josh. Talk we'll talk to you next week. See you later. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. There's your answer. <laughs> All right. Let's, oh, I'm losing this battle. Uh, let's uh, let's dive into this thing. I, I, I saw a, a story where Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith proposed that the 10 FBS conferences uh, operate uh, off <laughs> – hello. The uh, 10 FBS conferences could operate under the, the college football playoff umbrella instead of the NCAA. And he said it's just a thought. Well, no, it's not. I mean, he put that out there for a reason. What are your thoughts? Yeah, just a thought, right? You know, just yeah. just an idea. That's no. I think that's where it's that's where it's trending. I mean, the idea that's going to be ten, though that that seems a little far fetched to me. Um, I would love it if it was ten. I think we'd all like it, you know, to have all the conferences involved, and um, you know, I. Th- I like, I'm not sure I'd really be down with just all the Power Five playing the Power Five all the time, um, and maybe that's just me being, old, I guess you know, like old school in, in a sense. But um, I, I mean, if they did ten and broke away, like what's the difference between what they do now—one FCS game a year or whatever—and you could make that up in the spring. And there's been a lot of ideas about how you know you could maintain your uh, South Louisiana's versus LSU's, your Nichols versus LSU's kind of stuff on on that scale you're you know texas versus texas states whichever way you want to go uh you know and, and just uh, or texas versus Stephen f austin i guess would be a better com- comparable thing to that um so yeah i mean i think the 10 conferences that's what i would like to see do i i think there's more reality where it's probably five or six and i mean there's some conversations about it being two or three but i think you were going to end up seeing five or six Probably, if you're talking football, I would imagine it's going to be in the 30-some to 60-some range of teams that we would see, quote-unquote, break away. Josh, who do you think put the most hay in the barn with spring football out of the Big 12? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, Baylor. Baylor, because Baylor knows who their quarterback is going to be. Baylor made a decision, and Dave Aranda – Proved once again to everybody why he is Dave Aranda, and he sticks to his word. And I thought it was a really um, honest, thoughtful, smart thing to do when he let Gary Bohannon go. And, uh, you know, so I think the fact that Baylor knows who the starting quarterback is, the team knows who they're going to rally around. Gary's able to go somewhere and hopefully get another opportunity. And just they're able to make that decision and know who the quarterback is. And now they're set up for a full a summer football session where we're not dilly-dallying around with, hey, QB1, QB2, splitting reps. No, we know who the guy is. So I would say that's, that's great because that team is in a transitional period. 
um, you know, on offense, at least in my opinion, just because they're, they're switching quarterbacks and they're losing guys. They lost, you know, Tyquan Thornton to the world, Abram Smith of the world, the Tristan Evans of the world. I think it's good for them. They know who their guy is. So I would say that would, you know, obviously it is a transition. That kind of makes things a bit easier. Josh, were you surprised to see no Big 12 players selected in the first round of the NFL draft? Not surprised. Um, you know, I think there are a couple guys who I would deem as first-round talent. I think Jalen Petrie was a first-round talent. I think Brees Hall is a first-round talent. Um, I just think for, you know, like some of the safeties drafted did different stuff in Jalen Petrie's case. I just think he's a good all-around player just because he can play safety. He can play nickel for you, so he gives you some flexibility. And he's just a good player. Like, if we, like we all watched him, he's just a good football player. I would say for Brees Hall, if you talk about talent and talent levels, um, that guy is a first-round talent for sure. And he's going to make your team just immediately better, right? Like, we, just, we saw him. Like, he is a well-rounded running back who is a very consistent running back. I mean, you don't get a touchdown streak like Brees Hall's if you're not consistent. And that means, A, being on the field, and B, producing on the field, which he did both of at an incredibly consistent rate. That's a first-round talent, but the problem is we don't value running backs anymore, which kind of gets us to next year. And, um, you know, I, I think there are a couple guys. I think uh, uh, Apuica over at Baylor is definitely going to be a guy who's going to get first-round looks next year. Bijan Robinson is the most talented running back I can remember watching in, in recent memory. And so I think he's a first round talent. Now, whether he gets, you know, a first, you know, first round pick, we'll see running backs. We know it's pretty fickle. So this year I was not surprised. Although I, I do think there were guys who fit the bill of first round talent, in my opinion, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what happens next year. I know we're bouncing around, but I want to take you back to the uh, college football playoff thing. Uh, if the CFP was the governing body, how would that change television? How would that change the playoff, or would it? Well, it's, it's interesting. So, you know, it, it would change the playoff for sure. It would change television because if you're, the, if you're the college football playoff, wouldn't you want the teams that are playing in your playoff to be on your TV year-round? And so what I'm talking about there is the fact that, you know, Fox is involved um, – you know, Fox is involved with the Big 12 and the Big 10 and some Pac-12, but uh, the college ball playoff right now is on ESPN. So with ESPN, the television partner, primary one, at least right now, really want a bunch of teams that aren't playing on their, on their channel to be involved in, you know, their, their end-of-the-year tournament. Like, that's stuff that has to get sorted out. And I think it's college, the college ball playoff's best bet if they were to go with a diversified model like the NFL does for where the games take place, you know, we've had this conversation before, but live sports is such a solid commodity when it comes to the changing landscape of media, live sports are always in demand. And so I think, you know, we talked about the conferences, like the big 12, maybe going to an Amazon or Hulu or Netflix or whatever, Apple TV plus, um, you know, I think the I think the college football playoff should do the same too. It's just a matter of trying to make sure that all of your teams are under the same umbrellas, if that makes sense. It doesn't have to be one place; it doesn't always have to be ESPN. But I think it would make sense if you're the CFP, you want all the possible teams that could be in your playoff in the end of the season to be on your television channels during the regular season. 
Is it alarming to Texas fans that the University of Texas had zero players drafted? Yeah, but this has been a trend for them for a while. I'm I'm more of, of the mind that I think it speaks to how that turn, the roster that Steve Sarkees inherited really just didn't gel with the coaching staff. There were talented players there, but a lot of those guys just you know it just it just didn't really go well. There's the Bo Davis video, and obviously there was the monkey situation. And then we're, there was, you know, uh, there's the story uh, of middle of the year where Steve Sarkeesian was telling, you know, we have 30-plus new guys next year. And so I just think that roster didn't gel. And now Steve Sarkeesian's been able to kind of acquire talent on his own accord. And so now this group, I think, has a much better chance of cohesion, especially with the quarterback talent they brought in in Quinn Ewers um, on offense. And I think on defense, Pete Kwiatkowski's got his work cut out for him. Um, we'll see what happens on that side of the ball. Uh, I think they've got some guys definitely can be drafted on that side of the ball, but it's going to be a work in progress, at least on defense. But offense, I, I would be shocked if they don't have somebody next year getting you know drafted pretty highly off that offense. Josh, yesterday Brett McMurphy put the story out that Houston, UCF, Cincinnati are looking to try to join the Big 12 in 2023. Do you see that happening? And if they do join early, do you see Oklahoma and Texas saying, you know what, we're going to join the SEC early as well? Yeah, it's a big talking point right now. We actually talked about this last night. An episode's going to be out later today. But just kind of my, my thoughts on it are this. Um, no, so number one, you know, that's it's going to happen. Those those four teams, UCF, Houston, and uh, Cincinnati, the, the three I mean that are in the AAC. Because let's be honest, BYU can join whenever they want. They're independent. Um, those three in the AAC, from all the reporting and everything else I've read, from Rothstein to McMurphy to hearing to talking to Andy Staples, like. It just sounds like it's a matter of time, and they just got to hammer out the number. And when we saw the numbers last night, uh, you know, it's it's you know going to be a um, you know a number in the ten to fifteen to twenty and you know low twenty millions um, somewhere around there. And uh, you know, I think that makes sense. Yeah, it brings up okay. Will Texas and OU stick around? The the thing for them is that that dollar figure is a lot higher for them to get out. Um, than it is, you know, for the AAC teams. Leaving the Big 12, you know, uh, they signed some pretty big television contracts. So they're going to be in the – if those teams leaving together, it, it might end up being around a nine-figure deal to get those two teams out of the league in that, you know, time span that we're discussing. So I would say that, um, you know, I think it's a likely conversation that we're going to have. But the the dollars, it's a lot more than what it is for a UCF, for a Houston, for a Cincinnati. And that, that's for darn sure. Hey, we got to have our weekly NIL conversation. Uh, Do it. You're, you're starting to see and you're, and you're hearing coaches and institutions com- kind of complain about the system and, and, and other programs. Do you see – College athletics sitting down, and I don't know if it's with the NCAA, without the NCAA, whatever the case may be, but trying to figure out a way, I guess, to put the genie back in the bottle and and really kind of get this thing back in line the way it was designed to be as opposed to – because to me, it's pay for play now. Yeah, that's the problem is, is, you know, the NCAA yesterday, Ross Dellinger had a good article about this, about the task force they're going to try to put together, really to enforce rules that are already in place We've known this for a long time. Boosters cannot be involved in the recruiting of players. And really, there's been, you know, 
at this point, like, we know that is happening. We've got a situation where uh, John Ruiz's company is, are the ones announcing Nigel Pack to Miami. Well, how does that happen? Because, you know, if he's not there yet and, uh, you know, he's not at the University of Miami, then, then how does he already have a deal good to go? You know, is, is it the second he signs the paper, somebody's calling him and then they're getting the deal done? No, it, it, this stuff's happening. And then how does Colin Cowherd know that it's $3 million are the offers coming in for Jordan Addison at Pitt from USC if he's still a Pitt student? That, that's illegal. That, that 100% is not against the rules. So that's the one thing. Sure, it's happened all the time before, but I think where this, where this is going to make the rich richer is when you have a kid like Jordan Addison who seemed really happy at Pitt, and I'm sure they're taking care of him at Pitt and, and making sure that they do the best they can for a guy who won the Blitnikoff Award. If he is on, on the roster, if he is not having ideas with the portal, and then somebody is coming at him from different schools – and it's being openly talked about while he is still in the school and not in the transfer portal, that's a problem because that's against the rules. Somebody has to step up and enforce those rules. Will you catch it 100% of the time? No. Does it ha- has it happened before? Of course. But we have to actually act like we care or else the schools that are just going to put the most money into it, you know, uh, at any time, all the time, are going to end up pillaging players from other schools, much like we have in college basketball already, you know, with mid-majors uh, getting basically, you know, ransacked every single year and having and being broken down for spare parts, um, you know, like we see in college hoops every single season for Power 5 schools. So I think it's really important that somebody steps up and just tries to enforce the pre-existing rules. It's not like you have to generate a bunch of new rules right now. I actually think the NCAA has a certain set of rules they can enforce that would make this a little better. Um, the problem is, is like you can't blame the kids. It, that's life-changing money at 20 years old. $3 million for a kid who's got one more year left in college, who knows what can happen? That's life-changing money. I don't fault the kid at all for going and chasing it, Jordan Addison, and the other kid who chases it. But there's got to be a way that we can make sure that if a kid's on a roster, Pat Narduzzi doesn't have to fend off calls. We even saw Xavier Worthy at Texas. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was a scare this past week, and he was never near the portal. It sounds like he wasn't in the portal. But people were coming and making offers to him and overtures to him, which he should listen to. It's, you know, you should go make as much money as possible. But, like, that stuff can't happen. That, that stuff needs to be – or it can't happen. It just needs to be, uh, you know, uh, the favor needs to be returned or the punishment of some sort enforcing the current rules that are already there. The NCAA, it sounds like they want to do it, but I'm not sure. I don't think we have much confidence in them to actually get the job done. Well, that's where I was going to go. I mean, we're talking about the NCAA, who has little to no credibility right now. Yes, but they do. They they have little to no credibility. They still do have uh, the ability to punish, right? They still retain the, the at least as long as they're tied to the, the sport. And, and look, the, the powers that be, the college ball playoff, whoever else might want to break away, but at this moment in time, the NCAA does still have some power, and so they do need to make sure that they enforce that power that is there. It might involve them going to court, which is tough for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they have to at least try to enforce this right now, at least try to look like you've got some power remaining. Yeah, just ask Scott Frost, right, because he had won right. too many assistant coaches. Exactly. I mean, they're pretty they're, – you know, they'll – they, they they like to punish the easy stuff. They like to take the layups is, is what the NCAA likes to do.
they can't they can't punish anybody. That's, they can't take their money away, right? Like you can't punish a Kansas because you lose that money in the tournament. Then, well, I think I mean I think you definitely can. I just they like to wait for certain stuff. So like they like to wait till the tournament's over to go and punish. <laughs> uh, but it's weird though. It's, it's weird though, right? Because you know LSU was in the middle of their season. Leave them they alone. About the NCAA tournament, and then they they go and hand out the punishment to Will Wade. But it sounds like the NCAA's got all the information they need on Bill Self, and they saw a team that is a blue blood that could probably win the national championship. And it sounds like they, have, you know, they're, just, they're sitting on their thumbs the information they have right now, knowing they could punish. So I, I don't really under, it makes no sense. That's why they've lost their credibility. So I, with the Matthew Meyer situation, he enters the transfer portal, but he's also still looking at the the NBA draft and trying to get in. Is this a situation where you're trying to ne- see if you can negotiate an NIL NIL deal? to give you equal or similar compensation of what you're going to get in the G League? Or, or what do you make of that? So I I think the NBA process, or th- this process in particular, is going to be a little bit different than the, than the football one just because so Oshai, Oshai Baji is a great example of a guy who did the draft process, got, got really positive feedback on like what he needed to fix, and now has turned himself into what we think is probably going to be a lottery pick. So I think there is an element of like going through the draft process to actually understand what parts of your game the NBA scouts will tell you they have, they have to fix. Also, part of it is to finding a fit that'll allow you fix those things. And also, you know, so maybe that's where you go to school, maybe that's somewhere else. Like I think Kevin McCullough actually at Texas Tech is a good example of a guy who you know going to the draft process. Like if I was him, I, I I would have thought about maybe going to a school in Kansas because my my defense is excellent. I need to work on my offense, right? So maybe going somewhere else does make sense for you. But also at the same time, yeah, you're playing hoops, and if you can be compensated for that, might as well pursue that avenue as well. So I think the NBA is a bit different. Uh, Matt Meyer needs to go back to college for one more year. It just it, it didn't happen for him this year. And I know NBA scouts might say, oh, well, maybe college game is, you know, maybe he's a better NBA player than in college. But I think there's stuff he can work on and refine one more year in college, make some cash while he does it and then be a better NBA prospect. Great stuff, Josh. Thanks. Uh, wh- what's coming up next on the podcast? We're going to discuss the very issue we just talked about, NIL, and then we're going to talk about should OU and Texas leave the conference early. That's coming up on the show. Find it wherever you guys get your podcast, YouTube as well. Find us on Twitter, at LOBig12. Josh, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks. Yep, talk to you guys soon. Talk to you soon. Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. Good stuff, as always. 821. Uh, yeah. Guys, I, I don't know how you put that genie back in the bottle, but man, the, the, it's wh- how was it described the other day? I, th- I think it was described as the wild, wild west. I mean, and it really, really is. I mean, the the design of the program, in my opinion, is spot on. The execution of the program is in the ditch. I think is how many of these kids aren't getting the proper education on how to handle this from a tax standpoint are about to get straight oh, no. violated. Yeah, I mean, come on. You, you you know as well as I do, uh, that's that's a secondary thought, and it shouldn't be. But yeah. the people that are advising don't and, care. and guiding don't care. Uh, it's pretty clear. All right, 821, 21 after 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy today with a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Highs top out at 90 degrees. We'll keep that slight chance of showers and storms in tonight. Otherwise, mostly cloudy. We drop to 71. And showers and thunderstorms are likely tomorrow. Some of these may be strong to severe, especially in the afternoon. Look for a high of 83. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. We are now joined by Chris Conti from University of Texas, the athletic director. And, Chris, I'm just glad you were able to hear some of the Baylor sports beat. Did you get any good intel from being on hold there? Let me regurgitate. You got track meet this weekend. You got spring game this weekend. You got opening <laughs> game at TCU. You got baseball down here. I think I got you covered. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This week at Macy's, give love, give style with an extra 25% off gifts for Mother's Day when you use your coupon or Macy's card. Plus great deals on fragrance sets from mom's favorite brands like Carolina Herrera, YSL, and more. Or shop super buys like diamond hoop earrings for $999 and specials like 60% off bathrobes. Plus get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in store today at Macy's. Details at Macy's.com slash pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices exclusions apply. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing. Lender. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Hi, this is Brian Reese, General Manager of Harley-Davidson of Waco again, inviting everyone to come see us. Spring is here, and it's time to get your knees in the breeze. All new 2021 bikes are on sale. We have 2022 models arriving daily with over 150 bikes to choose from and a huge selection of certified pre-owned Harleys as well. Harley-Davidson of Waco, located off of I-35 South and New Road, Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never ride alone. Honey, do you have your headphones on? Yeah. Good. I'm going to turn the dryer on. Are your appliances slacking on the job? Call Mr. Appliance today and put them back to work. We know the neighborhood, so our vehicles are always fully stocked with the most commonly needed parts in the area. And if we don't have a part, we'll order it for you on the spot. Visit MrAppliance.com today and schedule an appointment online. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, 
H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. All right, 826. Welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, did, did any of you see the play last night, Memphis and Golden State? I just want to get some thoughts here. Grizzly Ford, Dylan Brooks, was ejected less than three minutes into the game, a game in which Memphis won 106-101 to over the Warriors for a flagrant two when he hit Gary Payton and knocked him to the floor, and Payton breaks his elbow. Did you see the play, first of all? I saw the highlight, and that that's all I saw. And I saw the just highlight. Just a little bit ago. I, 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 didn't, I didn't see the game. I, I, I think we're all – we may there may be a little disagreement in this room. I thought it was a cheap shot. I thought it was a bad play. And in my first thought was, how do you stop that kind of stuff in a playoff game? To where, look, how does this affect Golden State the rest of the series and moving forward when when he's got a broke elbow, he, he's not available. Well, I don't I don't think it was a cheap shot. I I just I think he ran. Ran through him playing basketball, and, and you know the guy hit his elbow on the ground, and things like that happen. I was it flagrant? Probably, yeah, it probably was. But I mean, come on, man, let's play basketball. Don't be so ticky tacky. That's what my initial thought was. I saw him go, and yeah, you could have jumped a little higher, but you're setting the time. Look, man, it happens. It, I, the only reason this is a big deal is because the dude broke his elbow. But that was that could have happened. If he's going up for a rebound and falls or something else. Let me ask you this. If that would have been the Detroit Pistons and the Chicago Bulls years ago with Lambeer. That's a common foul. Yeah. I mean, that that may not even be a foul. Exactly. I mean, they played basketball for real back then. I I just thought that he was so far behind him that he had absolutely no intention of making a play on the basketball. He he was there to whack him and send him to the floor. That that was just my thought. And send a message. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, because Draymond pulled some stuff the first game, and this was just you're setting the tone. Yeah, I don't don't have a problem with it. I I think basketball should be more physical than it is right now. All right. I I guess I'm, again, you guys always picking on me. (laughs) But look, if he was was there and and hit him and knocked him to the floor, but he wasn't. He was in a dead sprint trying to catch him just to hit him. It had nothing to do with playing basketball. I mean, he was going for the ball. Are you out of your mind already? A little bit. You know, he had the arm up. Are you? Have you lost your everlasting? I, I like the hustle. Get after him. Hustle? That wasn't hustle. Oh, that yes, was, it was. Let, let, let's go hurt somebody. Well, That's what that was. If he would have just stood still and, and he would have made the layup, we would be saying, well, he should have hustled on the play. I, I don't have a problem with it at all. I think he got to be making a play on the ball. He it, was it, trying. Yeah. <laughs> You keep telling yourself that, and you'll you'll believe it eventually. I know, I know. <laughs> it was, and again, it, it, the officials went back, reviewed the play, and went, "Oops, that's a flagrant two. Go 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 to the shower." Three minutes into the game, but now Golden State's pal, he's laying on the floor with a broke elbow. He's not like a main player, well, and that was a freak accident. Yeah, he I did, think Golden State did not win the push him to the floor. He did not tackle him to the floor. 
He, he didn't he, tackle him, but he hit him in the head and knocked him to the floor. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if he he hit him in the his head. Arm and you know, come on, don't be so soft. It's uh, from the two five four. It's basketball, not hockey. Well, combine it. Let's have some fun. <laughs> right. Hey, I, I like it back in the day when they used to get down and play. If it's not blood, it's not a foul. Right, but that was that was mano y mano. That was me guarding you, you guarding me. That it's not you chasing me down and knocking me silly from the backside where I'm not looking. I would rather have done that than I, take I, his and legs out. I agree out. with you. I loved when the Detroit, Boston, you know those series, mm-hmm. the LA series. That you know, look, it, Let's it, get it, after that, it. That was grown men basketball. Mm-hmm. I agree, but that wasn't. That, there's a difference between hard physical basketball and and dirty basketball, and I thought that was a dirty play, and that's just my opinion. And, and you're not I, gonna, you know, I don't know. I don't think it was a dirty play at all. Somebody did. They kicked his butt out of the basketball game. Well, <laughs> again, we're too soft. I knew it was coming. I knew it was. Coming. <laughs> it didn't take long to coach him up. Eight thirty. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Stephen Simcox. That's next on ESPN. Recently on Game Time, Ryan Dunleavy from the New York Post. Jason Garrett's offense is a little outdated for today's NFL. It certainly was not what Joe Judge envisioned his offense being. It was an arranged marriage that Jason Garrett's well-respected with the Giants by ownership from his time here as a player. Joe Judge's first choice as an OC was, ironically enough, his successor as head coach, Brian Dayball. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At Knife River, we take care of our people. Are you looking for employment or career change? Knife River is looking for CDL drivers, equipment operators, and concrete and asphalt crew members. Good pay, good benefits, good people. Call Knife River today at 254-761-2600. That's 254-761-2600. Or apply online at KnifeRiver.com. Knife River is an equal opportunity affirmative action employer. Call today and get hired. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include any one meat plate with two sides for only $8.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. 
Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers have won three in a row after winning in Philadelphia last night 6-4. They finished that two-game series at 5:45 this afternoon, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Career win number 2,000 for manager Dusty Baker as the Astros beat Seattle 4-0. They go for the three-game series sweep this afternoon at 110. Baylor baseball has won three of their last five with an 8-2 win at home over Tarleton last night. The Bears are on the road at Kansas State this weekend. The MCC baseball team remains fourth in this week's national rankings. They start their final four-game series of the regular season at noon today at home against Grayson with a two-game lead on the second-place Vikings. The Mavericks try to even their series with Phoenix at one game each on the road tonight. Tip-off is at 9 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Day 35, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. And we're joined now on the program by uh, Stephen Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. Stephen, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, hey we got to know. Uh, what was your favorite character? Was it Mickey? Was it Minnie? I mean, when when who did you take the most pictures with? Not your kids, you. Yeah, I mean, come on, Tom. You know, and there's, there's nothing like going in Cinderella's castle. It really is a <laughs> uh, No, I will say, you know, joking around about it, I, like, the Toy Story world and those rides were pretty cool. Like, it was nostalgic for me. I got to ride with my oldest, Bradley, who was into those movies, which was fun. Uh, but, yeah, we had a good time at Disney World. Uh, it's called the happiest place on Earth. And most of the time it was. Sometimes it was uh, a place where there were some belt mounts happening. But <laughs> we survived, and we had a good time. And it was good to get away with the family for a little while. Now, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you know, this was 100 years ago. We went to Disneyland, took our kids to Disneyland. Uh, at the at, In the evening, they would have a parade. Did they Do they do that at Disney World? Yeah, they do a parade. Um, they did one at Magic Kingdom around lunchtime, and we saw that, which was fun. They did fireworks shows in the evenings. So we went to a couple of those. And, uh, it was a good time. Like the, My kids, we took our two oldest, the Bradley Six and Ivy's Four, and they're kind of the perfect age for those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Still, like, they still believe that these characters are who they say they are, and, um, but at the same time, like they're old enough to sort of remember these things and and experience a little bit more. So it was, uh, it was a good time, and, yeah, the parade was, was pretty great. Like, it's amazing how they uh, make that thing run every day because there's, there's a lot going on at that place. All right, let's get into some sports talk here. Good stuff uh, for your family. Uh, Baseball-wise, let's begin there. I, I was just looking at the standings this morning. Stephen, what we thought was going to happen at the beginning of the season hasn't happened. What we thought wasn't going to happen has happened. This has been one of those strange topsy-turvy seasons, and the Frogs are sitting there fighting with Oklahoma State for a conference championship. 
It really has. And, man, it's sort of amazing. I mean, TCU's been somewhat inconsistent this year. You know, last weekend, it was an out-of-conference series, so it really didn't matter as far as what we're talking about. But they didn't play particularly well against Florida State. But Oklahoma State is really the only team that was kind of in that top three range to start the year um, that, that stayed around that. Now, Texas Tech, they'll have an opportunity to play in the Pokes this weekend to uh, kind of make up for that. But that was a huge statement um, that they made in Austin going down there and sweeping them. Uh, just a rough weekend for Texas, you know, kind of knocking them out of the mix. So it'll be intriguing to see how it plays out over these last, you know, six to nine games of conference play. Um, on TCU side, Riley Cornelia has been there for only that third early year and has been good most of the season. He suddenly hit a wall. like He struggled against Oklahoma State a few weeks back, and then last week against Florida State, um, he didn't even record him out. Like He got knocked around, and they finally pulled him. So that'll be a huge component in, in how TCU does these last couple weeks of the season. But Oklahoma's a pretty good team. You know, that, that series is at home. Um I feel like 17 or 18 wins probably gets you a conference title, but it's tough to say. I mean, as well as Oklahoma State's playing right now, that's going to be a tough series against Texas Tech. Um, it's just been a, a bizarre year, but here we are. I mean, we're, we're sort of staring at, you know, a two- or three-team race down the stretch, and it should be fun to watch it play out. Stephen, what's been the most pleasant surprise for this TCU baseball team so far this season? Is it the bullpen, the rotation, the, the lineup coming to life, what has surprised you the most? You know, individually, I'll give some love to a guy who had a tough season last year. So Tommy Sacco is, is their shortstop, and he hit in the two-hole in that lineup. Um, and he had a really tough year last year. Uh, you know, hit in like in the low 200s. Jim Schlossenegel, their former coach, said before the season that he was the best defensive shortstop they ever had. And I think that, that really worked against Tommy, unfortunately, because he had some – costly errors during the year and uh you know that comment got thrown around as sort of a joke at times but uh, he got another ex he got an extra year of eligibility because of, uh you know the covid situation so he's really back for year five now and uh he's playing great like he's hitting with some power he's hitting over 300 he's playing well defensively um, so he's kind of turned into the leader of this team which i wouldn't have guessed before the season and they've just sort of found ways to win. I mean, I don't know if there's been one consistent unit that's been great all year. The rotation has sort of hodgepodge together and figured things out. They lost Austin Crowe early in the year. Marcelo Perez, who was in the bullpen to start the season, has uh, slid into a, a number two role and has done pretty well. Um, and they've they've eaten enough innings there to kind of stay in games and win some games. But yeah, individually, I think the best story is Sacco. They're, they're really a team that I think they've come together and played better than the individual pieces that make up the, the group because there's not, there's not one um, part of the team that's really just standing out and, and having an outstanding year, but they've found ways to, to win big games and put themselves in a position to be in the Big 12 race. Simi, one of the, the bigger picture topics as of late that's been going on is tampering inside of the NCAA Talk a little bit about the situation that happened at TCU with Eddie Lampkin and the tempering that went on there. Yeah, Gary, it's pretty wild. So I guess on Sunday night, Eddie sent out a cryptic tweet, which, I mean, like people react to these things for student athletes, and sometimes it, there's really nothing to it. But he tweeted out something to the effect of, like, this is going to hurt. And so some people started speculating maybe he was going to enter the transfer portal. 
And then, you know, later on there was some reporting from Horn Frog Blitz, which is TCU's 247 site. But that was actually true. Like, he had papers ready to go. He was, uh, you know, maybe looking to enter the transfer portal. And then he talked to the TCU coaching staff, and they sort of worked things out and decided to stay put. But, um, you know, Eddie had a good season. Like, his stats aren't going to blow you out, out of the water. He averaged six points and six rebounds. Uh, but he's a, a guy that gives you good minutes. He plays with great energy. He really came on as the year went on. So I think there's some potential there and there's some development. He also has a big personality. So he's been one of those guys that's really benefited from name, image, and likeness. He has a sponsorship with Chicken Express, um, which has a relationship with TCU. And I think he's got a few other things going on as well. But this is sort of the unintended consequence of NIL. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Jordan Addison situation at Pitt. Like, that's crazy. It looks like he's going to move on, and there's obviously been some shady things going on behind the scenes there. It's just a wild west right now. And, I mean, I believe the market will kind of correct itself eventually, or at least I hope it will. Um, you know, people that are throwing money around like crazy might be a little more frugal in the future um, just based on how some of these men and women pan out with their careers and how they produce. Um, but at the moment, it just feels like, yeah, a lot of people who are ready to, to be big spenders and – um, this is kind of the doomsday scenario that some people spelled out, which is, you know, these group of five schools and some of these smaller power five schools, you don't want them to just become like farm systems for the blue bloods where, um, you know, they, they might find some players that were under-recruited, develop them into talented players, and then bigger schools sweep in and say, okay, well, come, you know, come play for us now and we'll give you um, a handful of cash. That's not, I don't think that's what uh, the intention of, Name, image, and likeness was. I don't think that's what we want in college sports, but it's starting to pop up now, um, and they're going to have to find a way to sort of regulate that. I, I feel like with the lack of leadership with the NCAA, that's as you mentioned, it is the Wild Wild West. In fact, we used that same term earlier this morning. Uh, how do you put the genie back in the bottle, Stephen? I mean, they've got to get this under control in some shape, form, or fashion. I think I think we're on a collision course for some really bad stuff in, with NIL. And, of course, it has a direct reflection on the transfer portal. How do we get the genie back in the bottle? Because you're 1,000% correct. This was not the way this program was designed to work, but all of a sudden it's it's a pay-for-play type situation. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the problem with the NCAA is it's, they're sort of like mall cops right now. Like, I know they are launching a task force to try to uh, look into this, but, I mean, is anybody really going to listen to them? And then the other issue is are some of these Power Five conferences eventually going to separate and, and form their own league? I think one thing that would help, I mean, it's not going to completely eradicate it, but I know they have some, some time frames on the portal right now. Like, you have to enter in by May 1st to maintain your eligibility for the next season um, or have immediate eligibility in the next season. But, you know, the NFL, like, they have free agency periods, right? And we're not dumb. Like, we know there's some tampering that goes on, but there's specific times where, okay, you can communicate with players. You can't communicate until then. Um, So, like, put some of those guardrails up. Like, make it to where – I know it's, in theory, the case right now, but make it to where there's punishment if you start contacting guys before they hit the portal um, and put some time frames in there that make more sense. And maybe there's only like, maybe there's only two or three weeks within the year where you can be in the portal. Um, and that's when teams can contact you. And that might make it more of a free for all, but I feel like all the freedom the players have now to kind of 
get in and jump out makes it to where um, it, it's just sort of a, a situation where at any time you can sort of move and, and get where you want to go. Um, but, yeah, the issue is the the governing body of the NCAA, I just don't think college sports have a lot of respect for them. But maybe the NCAA can get some of these smaller schools behind them on this because um, it's not good for everybody. Like, is, is this situation good for the Alabamas and Georgias and USC's of the world? Sure. But for the schools that are trying to, you know, compete with those teams, um, it could be a problem. So maybe if they get some support, from some of those universities and they could uh, get some things done. Stephen, what is the feeling or the energy around the football team after its first spring in 20 years without Gary Patterson and the first spring with under the new head coach and new coaching staff with Sonny Dykes? I think the atmosphere is pretty good. Uh, they didn't have a player enter the portal, in my knowledge, after spring practice, which kind of surprised me. I figured with the new coaching staff, some guys would move on, but that doesn't seem to be the case. The players are responding well to him. I think they have more freedom. I think, uh, you know, Sonny is more of a player's coach, so they're enjoying that right now. The fans have more access to practice, have more access to the players and the coaches, and I, I believe they're enjoying that as well. Um, so it's still it's still a good time. You know, Gary was such a great coach, but it it just ended poorly. And the last few seasons, the team was pretty mediocre. Um, so I, I just think any sort of change and breath of fresh air would have been welcome. And Sonny's kind of hit all the right notes so far. Uh, but as I've said before, like once the game starts, it just comes down to win or losing. And you can be as charismatic and as inviting as you want to be. Uh, but if you go blow a tire against Colorado the open season, then people are going to start getting restless. So, that's going to be the true test. But right now, I feel like everything's going pretty smoothly, and um, the players and the fans are responding well to the new regime. So the Frogs joined Texas and West Virginia as the only Big 12 teams without a player taken in the NFL draft. What how, what are you looking at as far as next year's prospects for the draft? Is TCU going to have a, a heavy contention heading in? Uh, so Quentin Johnston is getting some love already. I've seen him named and one of those top guys from the 2023 class in the wide receiver department. Um, so I think he'll be drafted for sure, just given his size and his frame. I don't know how high. It'll depend on what kind of season he has this year. Um, I'm, and, of course, that's also assuming he leaves early because he'll be a junior this season. But he'll be kind of the headliner. Um, you know, Travis Hodges Tomlinson's had a really nice career. Uh, I think he could play in the NFL, but they're so they make so much about measurables and uh, I think he's listed at six feet tall in the media guide, but I have my doubts about that. I feel like he's closer to 5'10", 5'11". Um, so can he play corner? Can he play safety at the next level? I think he has the athleticism to do it. Uh, I feel like he'll get a chance. Those are the two names that come to mind. Um, you know, Alan Ali is a transfer from SMU. He's an offensive lineman that had a really nice career. He's got good size. Um, Steve Avila is another O-lineman with good size. Those are some guys. I think might get some looks if they can have productive seasons for the Frogs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the the team has struggled in that department here lately. You know, they've done a really good job of producing NFL talent for a while. The last couple of seasons, that's fallen off. So I think um, it would be nice for them to bounce back in that department this year. And it really starts with uh, with Quentin and the type of year he's going to have as a junior. Hey, Steven, uh, what, are you, uh, what are you working on for your podcast? 
Well, we're talking a lot about uh, this baseball situation that we led off with, and then also, you know, the football offseason. We got a roundtable going up with uh, another friend of y'all's show, Josh Abers. We were talking um, about name, image, and likeness and some other things around college sports. So that's going up today, and then plenty of coverage of TCU Athletics throughout the week. And it's Locked on Horn Frogs on podcast platforms and on YouTube. I appreciate you guys as always for having me on. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Steven Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. It's uh, 849. 11 away from 9 o'clock, this is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business, at 201 West Loop 340. At Alan Samuels, they have a great selection of cars and trucks in stock, inventory right now, and we're talking about brands that win awards year after year. How about the 2022 1500 Lone Star Quad Cab with uh, total values up to $6,500 or get $3,000 in, uh, in uh, bonus cash? 2.9% financing for 72 months. And how about this? First responders, you get an extra $500. That is very very cool. Thank you, Alan Samuels. This incredible uh, truck gives you everything that you're looking for. It gives you power. It gives you performance. It gives you towing capabilities. And, of course, it gives you luxury. And, of course, it's the uh, it's the truck of the month, and it always is. And in uh, the winner of the truck of the year, we're talking about the Ram 1500 Lone Star Quad Cap. Check out that truck and all the other great vehicles and a great selection of pre-owned vehicles at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 201 West Loop 340. And you can check them out online at alansamuelsdcj.com. That's alansamuelsdcj.com. Alan Samuels, your friend of the car business. Baylor, Big 12 softball. This weekend on 101.3 FM. It's the split series between Baylor and Texas to close the regular season. Friday at 6.30 from Waco, Saturday at 2 from Austin, then Sunday at 1 from Austin. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. is here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate universal window central texas.com that's universal window central texas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure and check out their great google and angie list reviews i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct Celebrate Cinco de Mayo at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco Thursday, May 5th. Order a signature margarita and get a free mug while supplies last. ESPN Central Texas will be broadcasting live from 4 to 6 on the patio. Stop by and register to win Texas Rangers baseball tickets. Plus, enjoy happy hour specials on food and drinks. Don't miss the party on the patio and don't miss great food, great drinks, and a celebration of Cinco de Mayo. Los Cucos Mexican Cafe located off West Loop 340 in Waco. 
The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, May 7th and Sunday, May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show. You'll find ammo, prepper survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, May 7th from 9 to 5 and May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers have won three in a row after winning in Philadelphia last night 6-4. They finished that two-game series at 5:45 this afternoon, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Career win number 2,000 for manager Dusty Baker as the Astros beat Seattle 4-0. They go for the three-game series sweep this afternoon at 110. Baylor baseball has won three of their last five with an 8-2 win at home over Tarleton last night. The Bears are on the road at Kansas State this weekend. The MCC baseball team remains fourth in this week's national rankings. They start their final four-game series of the regular season at noon today at home against Grayson with a two-game lead on the second-place Vikings. The Mavericks try to even their series with Phoenix at one game each on the road tonight. Tip-off is at 9 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. For the grand bag on game time. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Gary, we're glad you're with us. John Morris is coming up at three o'clock, and he will have Felicia Mulkey on the program, head coach of the acrobatic and tumbling national champion acrobatic and tumbling team. So seven times in a row, in a row, uh, and they went on the road to do it this year. And John will talk about that with her uh, in the 3 o'clock hour. Matt Mosley's up at 4 o'clock today. Uh, just a, a quick note that McLennan Baseball and Grayson, because of in, potential of inclement weather, they've switched their series. And so M- MCC Baseball and uh, will be at home today instead of on the road uh, in Denison. And then they'll on the week over the weekend, they'll Saturday They'll head to Grayson for a two-game set. So two games today with Grayson and two games on Saturday in Denison with Grayson. And that is for the conference championship, folks. That's It gets right down to that. And here's a cool thing, Ward. On Saturday, we'll mark the 500th game for Mitch Thompson at McLennan Community College. That's cool. That is very good stuff. All right. That is going to do it for us. Thanks for uh, being a part of the program. We will uh, talk to you again tomorrow morning at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas.